0: Hi, guys, Fernandes Lockwood and Mafazoli on the 10th edition of the Herald Tribune On the Grid podcast. I always like to review the numbers from last week. We had 30 listeners last week, guys. Uh, I figured we'd be on an upward trajectory, but I think that trajectory suddenly met its apex.
1: Yeah, it's, um, what's going on, guys? I mean, <laughs> we were up, we've been in the hundreds, we've been in the middle, and now this. What do you guys want from us? I mean, help us out. Let us know what you want on Twitter. Uh, then let me know at Indy Scott or at Math Sports or at D-Fern Sports or HT
0: Preps. Let us know what you guys want to hear. I, I think they want more math. <laughs>
2: let's go. Let's go.
0: More Cowboy, more math. Well, guys, we'll, we'll talk about uh, last week's games. Uh, that's been the format. When you look at last week's games, uh, really two kind of uh, out. Charlotte, I guess, won the district title again. A uh, 16th time in 20 years, Binky Waldrop's team is making the – Dennis, you know that team better than everybody. That streak, it's almost you expected about from those guys now.
2: Yeah, when you talk to Binky, you know, after the games, you know, it's, we're doing the same thing. Mm. We're not doing anything differently. You know, they, they said the Venice game, you know, when they got uh, blown out at Venice, it was a wake up call. Um, the kids really put in the time and the effort since, and it showed with the district title before the big game against Port Charlotte.
0: Yeah, that's always the biggest game. But to wrap it up going into that game, Removes a little pressure, Connie pressure.
2: That's I huge. There. I mean, you know, they were number one in the region. Um, they're going to remain number one in the region, and now they have to uh, win a couple more to stay number one in the region.
0: Always fun following Minky Waldrop's team. He's old school, and I always appreciate old school. The other game, St. Stephen's ended its season 35 to nothing over Indian Rocks Christian. They open up uh, playoff action, uh, hosting Ocala Christian. So those were kind of the two bigger games on the slate.
2: But where were we around the area, guys? Let's talk about the games we were at. I was at Southeast. Uh, They had a chance, you know, against uh, Wachula-Hardy County. Um, Fell behind early. Um, Tried to catch up a little bit in the second half, but just didn't have the guns to uh, do it. It'll be an uphill battle for the uh, Seminoles, you know, to get in the playoffs now.
0: Now that makes DeSoto and Booker uh, tied basically one game back. And Booker, you wrote about. Let's just jump right to Booker Tornadoes, mighty mighty Cleve Benson, five foot four. This guy has been the spark for this tornado team. When in the early in the year they had no spark.
1: First pass of the game over the middle touchdown, forty eight yards, and uh, is a tip pass to the big tight end at Booker, and went for the touchdown, thinking, okay, this kid really is something. I think he just completed three or four more the rest of the night, but they had so many drops they had up there, but. The story of that game, I thought, was in the second half. Lemon Bay controlled the clock, and they had the ball for probably 20 minutes, maybe 18 minutes of that, of that 24-minute second half, and it could only muster one touchdown out of it. And when Booker had one drive, they scored and put the game away. And, you know, Lemon Bay, I think if they could do that again this week, I think they're playing Southeast. No, no, who are they playing this week? Booker oh, Bay- that oh, yeah. Booker's at Southeast. Booker's at Southeast. So it's, uh, they're playing Bayshore. another – Bayshore. Bayshore, uh, right. John right. By is
0: uh, Bruins.
1: I think if uh, they repeat that per- the uh, clock control performance again, I think they're going to pull out their second win of the season up there at Bayshore.
0: So Booker's got a key game against Southeast. Uh, and then who do they end the season with? I mean, none of the matters right now. Is the final week of district games. I don't even know who Booker plays
1: Mooney in the last game of the year. Booker plays
0: Mooney in the last game of Booker the year. The yeah. of the year. Yeah. Speaking about Mooney, we're just hopscotching around here. They remain undefeated. Big game against... Perennial enemy CCC this
2: week, right? Right, is- yeah. They had to come from behind at Avon Park again. Uh, Gino Giardini has been the savior <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Um, three touchdown, four touchdown passes uh, last week, three to Miko Mays. Um, you know, big come from behind win, you know, sets up a showdown. Uh, Two undefeated this week.
0: Yeah, I was over at uh, Sarasota Venice and there were no surprises in that game. It was a running clock, and John Peacock, after the game, said, uh, we're already in playoff mode. Hopefully these type of games, when they have their reserves in by the third quarter, are ending. A big game, maybe the biggest game of the season. I know we've said that before. Venice at Palmetto. Uh, both of these teams can put points on the board and give them up on occasions. High-scoring game, or is that looking at it too elementary, guys?
1: I think you're going to see a shootout and uh, these two these Two teams with the offenses and the way they are, and if they're going to be playing a full game for the first time in a while, I think uh, Palmetto's sat there, their starters for a half two in the last couple of games. And you know, there might be maybe some fatigue in the end, but I just think that uh, you wonder if there's going to be enough lights in the scoreboard at Harley Stadium. But the way these two teams can put up just put up numbers,
2: yeah, it should be a blowout. I mean, uh, you know, just uh, teams going back and forth uh, one at a time and uh, see who's got the ball last,
0: yeah. I mean, I th- you see a lot of points being scored in high school, especially in the pro game. It's transferring down to the, to the high school game. We'll talk about this in a second. One more big game coming up this week, Riverview, who before their game, Manatee, looked like really behind the eight ball, but they took care of the, the Canes, and now they host Tampa Riverview. It beat them, which I guess they'd be favorite. They wrap up the district title. Nice little turnaround job by Josh Smith. I remember talking in the beginning of the year. He said, we won't be playing our best ball, as most teams, at the end of the year. And it looks like they might be doing that then.
2: Spoke with him yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. He said the game against uh, Newsom was an uh, eye-opener. Uh, the fact that they played well in the second half and came out uh, strong against uh, Manatee um, to put them in position to win the district title for the third straight year, yes.
0: I mean, they're developing, I mean, obviously in the area. I mean, the Cardinal Mooney. Let's just jump back to Cardinal Mooney, not, not, to, not to ignore Riverview, because they've been perennially good the last couple of years. Paul Meckley. I mean, we've sung his praises before. I mean, you've seen them enough uh, with him at the helm. What do you think about Mooney that maybe is emblematic of Paul Meckley? How do you see his imprint on this team, you think?
2: They play hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, he gets the kids to play hard. They buy in and they play hard. They don't have the best talent Mm -hmm. in the area, but their guys, you know, get after it. They've had a ton of injuries, Mm -hmm. especially at the quarterback spot. Uh, You know, a key spot in any football on any level, then um, he's got them playing um you know even if they fall behind
0: yeah you don't want to belabor the point but it's get high school kids who you figure you know would be up to play every friday night and you, know, you know that's the big showdown for them to get kids to play every friday that says something i guess in today's day and age and you think they do it out of you know it's a good they're good kids over there but out of respect a lot of ways for meckley i mean he's your father figure you don't want to let your dad down, right? I mean, you want to bust it for this guy.
2: I don't think you can question anything that he's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the record speaks for yeah. itself over yeah. the years. Uh, I mean, I, I, would, I would say that uh, if you question it, uh, I don't think you're going to win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, talk about not winning. Some of these teams that are allowing 40, 50 points a game, and, and Tom Becknell here made the point. He said, why don't you write something, and maybe I should have done it before Is it's so obvious, have the the way kids have transferred from schools, and we mentioned the big ones, but how about the ones that we don't know about that go back and forth? Has it set up just teams that are overloaded with talent? And is that why, you? I'm looking on the score list, 56 to nothing, 49 to 7, 49 to 6, 35 to nothing. Is too much power being concentrated in, in too few schools?
2: No, well, I mean, I mean football uh, schools. You know, they're, they're, they concentrate on football. I mean, they're, they're the ones who build the programs. You know, the, the, the big schools that build the programs, you know, are the ones that they're winning. The other schools, you know, change coaches every three years, you know, because they're Having trouble building a program. Well, why do why do you, you
0: having trouble building a program? Like, I'm not to pick on Lakewood Ranch. Why Lakewood Ranch, which is only two or three miles away from Braden River on the other side of the highway? I mean, I know Braden River has a tradition established, but why does Braden River have so much success, and why can't Lakewood Ranch even taste the whiff of success? And um, they, they, they're competing for players from the same basic area, right? I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, the uh, uh, the obvious answer is athletes, right? I mean, Lakewood Ranch doesn't have a whole lot of athletes. I mean, I think they'll tell you that. And, you know, Chris Christopher Colton is, you know, going to put together a new culture there. He's got a new offense that's, you know, had its struggles. But, uh, you know, give him time and see what he does.
1: See, back in the 90s, that, all those kids from all the schools have been going to Southeast. And can you imagine how good Southeast would be right now if they, if Braden River and Lakewood Ranch weren't around? I mean, back in those days, it was just Southeast, and that was it. And uh, this when Lakewood Ranch got built, that was kind of the start of it. And then when Braden River got built, that took away a lot of Southeast talent base. So it's, um, it's nice to think about what could have been for Southeast if those I would have opened.
0: Well, back, back in the days when we covered Manatee and Southeast and there were no other schools in the area vying for talent. That's why those teams were so strong. There was so much talent up in Manatee County mm-hmm. and it was being dispersed by, by those two teams into those two teams. So those were, those were memorable, memorable times. Uh, let's, uh, Let's jump to other sports here. I know we always focus on football, but there's a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, how about props of the Cardinal Mooney Boys Golf Team first regional golf title in school history? I think you were at the uh, the, the clinching match, Dennis. Uh, well, the the uh,
2: the coach at the beginning of the year, uh, Jay Nash, says they were going to have a good team, and he was not wrong. They, I mean, when, when three guys shoot under par in a regional tournament. You know, it, it says something about your depth and it says something about your team. And the other two guys weren't too far behind either. So, I mean, that's, they're going to represent our area well in the state tournament.
0: Uh, let's just give a shout-out since it's, it's the first time in school history from Dennis' story. I got most of the names. of them. know I'm pronouncing this correctly. Robbie Higgins, Noah Kumar, Jake Nash, Jake Hubda, Hebda, Hebda and Wyatt Platner. Right. Basically, that's the team.
2: That's the and point. I read your
0: story that Platinum scored that wasn't even needed, right? Right. Wow.
2: Yeah, a, yeah and he shot the, uh, you know, the four over par.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, Mooney's, I mean, Mooney pretty much hasn't had much of a, they've had a golf team, but obviously not, not good enough to not the hell, win a Not like this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I did a story on that earlier in the year and
1: they were really high on Wyatt Platinum and that shows, I mean, you're shooting like that in a regional four over and your score's not needed. That just, wow. That's. That's amazing.
0: That is amazing. A lot of good golfing in this area and yeah. obviously coming out of Calamuni right now. Yeah. How about the Riverview Boys, first time in the state final in 8 years. I think your name, your yeah. byline was attached to I that. I was story? I was
1: there. It was <laughs> a long day at Heritage Oaks. I mean, it started at 12:30 and we didn't leave till after dark. I mean, they were coming in as the sun was coming down. It was one of those days and uh, it was a good job for them. They had the freshman uh, Michelle was the one that he I mean he was his score was kind of in the I think it was in 79-80 range. And if it, if it wasn't for him and a DQ by Sarasota, they would have lost, and Sarasota would have got that transfer spot. That's how close it was. And, um, you know, shout-out to John Sprague, very happy. But Riverview scored a double with the girls' winning in the regional. I think it was a, their Coach Cale Smith uh, sent me an email saying that they got the States one year when he was coached for there, and nobody can seem to remember what year that was. So, but – um <laughs> he can't even remember. He he told me he was not sure of the date and Sprague couldn't remember. So obviously there was a second one, another one since 1980. But the girls shot 300, and that was the second lowest score overall out of anybody on the day, boys and girls. And um, he had two girls. I think they shot under par. You know, Patrino and Rachel Carlson were both under par, and somebody was one over. It was just amazing seeing what they can do. And um, their coach was saying we're going to have a good bunch. And I did a story on them in August and they've delivered, and I think they have one of the lowest regional scores in the states, and they're, they could be a favorite to bring back the state championship for the uh, 3A and the girls.
0: You know, any event that John Sprague is at, I don't care whether it's a football game or he always makes it a little more, uh, because he's bouncing like a pinball usually, so it's always a little, kind of exciting oh. to see John Sprague at, yeah. at these events. He's definitely a character. Uh, Local we legend. Need, uh, we need more of those of uh, John Spragues in the area. Yeah. Obviously, the Rams girls, uh, girls teams won the regional title. And the State Stevens girls' team won the regional title. Seventh straight year advancing to the, the state title match. Yep. What, what do you say about those guys? Well, those uh, girls. To, yeah, those guys' girls. They're trying to get into the uh, <laughs> upper
2: half of the uh, state, uh, trying to finish in the top eight. Um, and this team has a, they have a team to do it. I mean, they, they've all been there, um, so they know what it's like. They know the course. They just got to go out and shoot.
0: You know, one of these things about when you... A lot of these great athletes in the fall, they do they do get, get kind of overlooked or overshadowed by football. So it's always nice to throw out names like this and, and the uh, great sports. and Like I said, they get overshadowed by football in the fall. How about tonight, guys? I think we're all going to be somewhere at the uh, regional quarterfinals. I'm going to be at Riverview as they host Orlando Olympia. Actually, we have four or five. Riverview, Venice, uh, Port Charlotte, and Mooney are home. I mean, Dennis... Scott, you guys know, but I mean, we have a chance for everybody to advance here. I I mean, uh, we have a good
2: chance for the home teams to advance. Out of door already advanced uh, to the regional uh, final um, after a big win last night. Um, A lot happened in the first set, uh, back and forth, and uh, they pulled out the first set and went on the crew. Stephanie Betts is doing a nice job at uh, out of door with the volleyball team.
1: The one that's going to be interesting is I'm, I'm not going to be at any of the games tonight, but I got, to, I'm out for personal reason tonight, but uh, there was going to be a, um, the Venice Gulf coast match. And, uh, I guess Gulf coast got upset by Riverdale in that district down there. And, uh, so tougher, uh, the team that Venice team, the Venice thought they'd be facing them in the, uh, the regional semi. And now they get them in the regional quarter at home. So, and as everybody knows how tough a place the TP is to play, especially in the playoffs. So what'd you say? The TP, the TP in Venice, of course, that's, uh, Says it right there on the court, and uh, <laughs> so I, I think that one—that uh, one's got some intrigue to it—and I think Venice might just be able to take care of business again and move on and uh, one step closer to defending that a.
2: a State Championship.
0: I just threw this out here. I'm just—I saw this. Will boys volleyball ever get any traction in this area?
2: If uh, Brian Wheelie has anything to say, <laughs> about it, <they>
0: <laughs>
1: I know he was trying for however 20 plus years to get it, and then they have it, And he had thought that there was going to be more schools adding that, but nobody did this year around here, and.
2: I have a feeling girls beach volleyball will have more than the boys. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I agree with
0: that. I I tend to agree. Uh, guys, uh, let's jump back on, on football. As we're ready to close the show, we, uh, lock of the week. I think we were all successful last week, uh, with so many blowouts. If we had not been successful, we should hand in our, our Herald Tribune badge here, but (laughs) looking forward at this, at this week's games, uh, just quickly guys, uh, who were your lock of the weeks cognizant of you, uh, not using the same teams you did before? I'm taking Riverview over Tampa Riverview this week. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Dennis, you, what do you think?
2: I'm going to go with Lemon Bay over Bayshore. It's not, it's not a bad pick.
0: And I am, because we're coming down to the end of the year here, I'm going to go out on a line here. Uh, Lakewood Ranch is at Sarasota. I've, I, Sarasota's had its problems, but I think they handle Lakewood Ranch. Uh, at home, on senior night, and uh, I guess it's not budget for tomorrow, but I guess Friday I have a story coming out uh, on uh, Chasen Levitt, the, uh, the kid who uh, scored a touchdown against Brainwood, was allowed to score, and he has cerebral palsy. Talked to him and his, and his father and Spencer Hodges, so hopefully that comes out Friday. Uh, guys, uh, anything else that we're missing before we wrap it up here, the 10th
2: edition? You want the uh, power rankings? Oh, yeah, give in. us the power like,
0: Actually, somebody uh, uh, somebody texted me and saying they, they enjoyed Dennis's segment on the power rankings.
2: Okay, here we go. <laughs> power rankings, 8A. Manatee is 6th and Riverview is 8th. That will change if uh, Riverview takes care of business. Manatee is off this week, so no points there. Uh, 7A3, Venice 1, Braden River 2, Palmetto back in at, at 8. Um, 6A3, Charlotte, uh, Stranglehold on 1st. Port Charlotte's got some work to do. They're 14th right now. Two wins over, uh, you know, Charlotte. And uh, I think it's Southeast to close the season. And eh, they might get a couple points. Uh, Booker's third um, in 5A3. Southeast 10th, Lemon Bay 13th. And the big news is Cardinal Mooney drops from first to second behind CCC, Clearwater Central Catholic. So that game makes it even bigger for uh, Mooney. Uh, this week
0: at home. Yeah, we talked about Riverview wrap, potentially wrapping up this. A huge game now for Mooney at CCC. And just well, a
1: quick programming uh, note, I just got a text from ODA coach Chris Kempton. Their game has been moved to Thursday night instead of Friday night. And uh, this literally just came across my phone while we were doing this here. So they're going to be traveling down to... Uh, at, it's Jupiter High School. They're playing Jupiter Christian. And the game will be at Jupiter High School. It's a uh, Sunshine State Athletic Conference playoff game. And it will be played Thursday tomorrow
0: night at 7. Okay, good for that. Uh, good news for, for ODA fans. Uh, yeah. Basically, football fans – well, actually, it's on the road, so I was going to say football fans. Yeah, yeah that's a three-hour drive. You want to so, drive yeah. to Jupiter and yeah, see, maybe, see the yeah. Burt Reynolds Hall of Fame while Load you're up. There. Uh, Okay, guys, tremendous show. Hopefully, we'll get more than 30, uh, 30 listeners from last week. But regardless, we'll be here again next week. So, for Scott Lockwood, for Dennis Maffazoli, I'm Doug Fernandes. We'll see you next week on the podcast. All right. Thank so you.